Welcome to the Altitude Church Message of the Week. We are a community of believers that gather in person and online to experience the power of Jesus in our lives and in our community. As you listen to this message, we hope you will have the opportunity to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're going to start a new series called One Anothering, One Another. And you may think, okay, that's an odd title. Maybe it's a dad joke in and of itself, but the reality is throughout scripture, there's one phrase that's repeated something in the neighborhood of 50 plus times. And just a quick Bible study tip, if you see something repeated in one book of the Bible, you know that God's got something to say. But if you see that same thing repeated across the library that is Scripture, you know that there is something deeply important that God wants us to pay attention to. And that phrase is one another. Let me give you some examples across Scripture. James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. Mark 10.26, Be at peace with one another. Romans 12.10, love one another. Romans 12.16, live in harmony with one another. Romans 14.13, let us no longer judge one another. Romans 15.14, instruct one another. So as you can see, Scripture has a lot to say about how we treat each other. And if we were to take just these 50-plus statements alone and separate them out and turn them into a field manual for how we could live a better life, these alone could be what you lean your heart into. You could have better relationships with your coworkers. You could have better relationships with your spouse or significant other. You could see things go better so that you have a reputation even when you grow, go to the grocery store. Because these are what God wants us to see as how we treat one another. And so based on that, our key thought for not just today, but kind of the next four weeks is this. The secret to live a life, uh, life well lived is learning to one another, one another. The secret to a life well lived is learning to one another, one another. So that's kind of a promise there. If you live the way Scripture says, it's not necessarily a one-to-one ratio that everything just goes better and everything goes well, but if you become the person that God is encouraging in this, it will lead to better things. Because the reality is, everything that we're told in this life is how to look out for ourselves, right? How to to see ourselves get better. We call this radical individualism. And everything in society is catered towards this. You know, it used to be we all listened to the same radio stations and had a shared pool of music, but now through streaming services, not that this is a a bad thing, but the reality is it caters your music preferences right down to the very song that only you would even appreciate. We order off of digital menus, and you can decide what you want in your food down to the last pickle. It's been a long time since I've been on the dating scene, but I can imagine that with dating apps out there now and today that you could even pick your potential dating partner right down to the color of their socks, right? We live in a digitally curated society where everything we do, everything we take in, and everything that we 
put out is this curated feed that shows only what we want others to see, no filler and hashtag no filter. So if we live in that where everything tells us that everything else is about us, why is it not working? Right? We tackled some of this last week with the book of Ecclesiastes. The book of Ecclesiastes tells us we're that we're living for ourselves is going to leave us empty. That we can chase every desire in our hearts, but ultimately it's like chasing after the wind. And we live in a world where everything is at our disposal, and yet we still feel that yearning for more. It's almost as if those words we looked at last week, that vanity of vanities, it's all chasing after the wind, have some hold. But in this ancient library known as Scripture, there's a very different story that's told. It's told that we can find joy even in the midst of sorrow, that we can find hope even in the midst of our storms, that we can find peace even if the world around us feels like it's going crazy. So how do we discover that life? Well, the key is in this one anothering one another. So let's look at the basis of that. Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. If you don't have a Bible that you allow to go through you on a regular basis, you can download the the Bible Project app to your phone or your electronic device of choice and dig in throughout the summer because there's some amazing things there. Romans 12.3 says this, For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly, as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. Now, as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually Members of one another. Hear that phrase. Individually, we are members of one another. I love that analogy. And that's where this journey sort of begins. See, this verse kind of informs us what it means to one another, one another. Because we recognize that while we are individuals, we are individuals who are a part of something bigger than ourselves. We have a role to play, but that thing that we are going towards is something greater than any one of us individually. But that's kind of the opposite message of what the the world around us sort of says. In fact, if you look at it, it's kind of surprising. Uh, In our current reality, a lot of the the language and the, the symbolism that we use go back to boats. Of all things, right? We, we tend to describe ourselves as boats. We say we're two ships passing in the night. And during the pandemic, we said we're not all in the same boat, but we're all in the same storm. Or then if there's some of us in here who maybe have a little bit larger ego than others, we call ourselves the B-O-A-T, best of all time, right? So this image is used in our modern world where each of us is in our own little boat, and what happens in our boat 
doesn't necessarily impact what happens in your boat. And so my boat's business is my boat's business, and your boat's business is your boat's business. That is kind of a perfect picture of the hyper-individualism of our modern world. And it leads us to say things like, what's true for me is true for me, but maybe isn't true for you. It leads us to say, it's okay to do whatever I want as long as what? As long as I don't hurt anybody else, right? But this disconnected world isn't the visual that Scripture uses. Scripture doesn't point us to boats, but body. And not bodies, plural, but body, singular, as in one. The way Scripture paints life, especially for those who follow Jesus, is that we are all part of one body and we have a distinct role. And so while there's some overlap, rather than everybody being in our own boats, we have fingers and, and eyes and ears. We have kidneys. We, we, have, we have white blood cells. We have all of these things that work together in unison towards one greater whole. And every action of the individual can impact that of the greater body. And that changes things. Because if we're all in boats, then if I make decisions based on myself and I end up sinking my boat, oh well, right? Happy trails. That's it, right? But if I run my boat off course and I sink your battleship, then there's a problem. The reality is, in that scenario, you could be the party boat, right? You could be hauling all the illegal substances you want. You could wallpaper the inside of your boat with pornographic images. It's not going to impact the other boats. That's the image we get. But that logic doesn't work in a body. Because each part of the body is interconnected and in many ways interdependent, right? Because the brain needs oxygen, but that oxygen comes from the lungs. And as you breathe it in, it's the cells that move that oxygen throughout the rest of the body. And if any one part of the body doesn't play its role, the whole body suffers. We are interconnected. And so the secret to a life well-lived is learning to one another, one another. When we turn our focus away from boats to being a part of the body, our attitudes and our actions change. If we are individually members of one another, then we retain our own individuality, but we have a greater role to play. We can impact others. And we see this reality spilling out in the headlines all the time. And we're shocked by it every time, right? And so whether it's something, you know, simple like Will Smith slapping Chris Rock or, or whether it's something that draws even more national headlines, all of a sudden we start to realize that even our internal thoughts can spill out onto the canvases of others. We're interconnected. When the lungs are struggling to bring air in, it's not just a problem for the lungs. It's a problem for the whole body. And right now, we have a generation that's, that's struggling to bring in air. In the last week alone, I've had multiple organizations reach out to me and touch base. 
Hope House, one of our partners that we work with in the sex trafficking, the battle against sex trafficking side of things, has said that, hey, now that the pandemics are subsiding, we're ready to start beginning some of our public efforts again. We're ready to start seeing some volunteers. WizKids reached out and said they're looking for volunteers to help tutor the many struggling kids who are dealing with the impact of two plus years of lockdown and online only courses. Beyond Home and Save Our Youth are reaching out and looking for people who will mentor these young children, these young lives, who need to see a positive role model. And as I mentioned last week, Pastor Chandra and I were over at Arvada High School, and as we shared with them that through your generosity, because you are generous, we are allowing the school to be able to have summer school, she let us know that there are over 200 students that need that summer school experience to continue on the path to graduation. There is so much need out there. So what does it look like then to one another, the next generation? For just a moment, I want to talk about spiritual fathers. And now, even if you are not of the, the fatherly persuasion, this, this is still for you because this is more about spiritual parents but I want you to know how you can make a huge difference. And so turn your Bibles real quick to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. We're going to look at one more text real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse 14, says this. I'm not writing this to shame you, but to warn you as dear children. For you may have countless instructors in Christ, but you don't have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ, Jesus, through the gospel. And therefore, look at this sentence. I urge you to imitate me. That's a frightening statement, isn't it? Right there. I urge you to imitate me. But notice that this is not a new problem. This is not a new phenomenon. All the way back in the first century AD, the Apostle Paul warned us that we don't have many spiritual fathers. Growing up, I didn't have a father. Statistically, I didn't have a very good shot because while I had a mother who worked hard and tried to provide all that she could for us, the, the old saying often rings true that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And for my dad... He was a drug dealer who ended up in prison for a large part of his adult life. He, he defined his life oftentimes around the woman that he was with and ended up in multiple marriages and had all of these things happen to where by the time later in life he gave his life to Christ and started changing and turning things around, I was already at that point into my adult years. All of this could very easily live in me. But my story was changed when a guy who just so happened to be my youth pastor, a guy named Joe Ganahl, began to invest his life in me and start to say, I see things in you. I believe in you. And I want you to imitate me. And then in college, three men, each with a last name starting with S, Seton, Sutton, and Sanders, all pulled me aside and said, we see something in you. We believe in you. You've got this. And they began to invest their lives in me outside of just the classroom experience. And I can say confidently that without those experiences, I wouldn't be a pastor today. 
I don't know if I'd be married today. I don't know that I would have fallen into the traps of my earthly father because I, I see those tendencies in myself. But these men made a difference in my life. They recognized that their lives could be so much more as they shared them with others. They one anothered me. And I'm still thankful for others today. Like Pastor Dave Dooley, who literally every Sunday still text messages me, says, I'm praying for you today. Paul Strozier, who invested in my life when I was a discipleship pastor, just learning what it means to do this thing called ministry. And by no means is it only the men who impacted my life. But there is certainly something special about those spiritual fathers intentionally pouring into us. And so, what if we are interconnected? What if we recognize that, that this is not just about me and my life, you and your life, but about us together on this journey of life? And just as this verse says, what if we recognize that there are countless sources of information? Hear me out. Information used to have a lot higher value. It used to be harder to come by. Nowadays, they say that what you can research on your phone in 30 minutes is more than some people 100 or 200 or 1,000 years ago could access in their entire life. So information has lost some of its value. I don't maybe need to know some of the things I used to because I could just pull it up and go, hey, not going to say it because my watch will catch it. Would you tell me what this is? And it'll just pull up an article and a list and an information. But what we're short on now is meaning. What we're short on now is how we understand that that information that we can easily find, what do I do with it? How does it impact my life? How do I apply it to my marriage and to my parenting and to my kids? That is the role of spiritual fathers. And if we can learn that, we can find that secret of one anothering one another. Because just as Paul says, we who are in that spiritual parenting role, we, we have people looking up to us. You have people looking up to you. And as you learn to follow Jesus more closely, you're sharing that message with others. And I know it's summer and we're not thinking about the big things right now. We're, we're thinking about the sporting events that all didn't happen during the pandemic and now they're coming crashing together right now. But let me just leave this even as a thought. I want to celebrate any of the spiritual parents that we have in our midst because you make a difference. And look, we're, we're not just talking about this generation as in the youngest of us because the reality is if you're 100 years old, there's an 80-year-old in here who's trying to figure it out that you could speak into. If you're 80 years old, there's a 60-year-old in here that's starting to go through a change in life that your wisdom and your, your life history could, could speak into. If you're 60, there's a 40-year-old. If you're 40, there's a 20-year-old. 20-year-olds, you think, wow, I, I don't have any of my life figured out. Guess what? The teenagers are looking up to you because that's where they're trying to get to. If you're a teenager, my son is looking up to you. And to my son, his little, little sister's looking up to him. So no matter where you're at in your life, as you walk with Christ, you make a difference. So this morning, let me just say thank you. Thank you for showing up. 
Thank you for intentionally going out of your way to call or text that person saying, hey, I believe in you. You have no idea the difference it makes. Thank you for being a part of the ministry and and being here for things like high school hamburgers or even sharing bulletins at the door. Thank you for partnering with our community. I think of Rick Foster who's working with one of our students over at Beyond Home. And just this past week, that student's uncle passed away and they didn't know where to turn. So through Rick, they turned to this community, this body. Thank you for making a difference. Because just by being there and just by living out your relationship with Jesus, you are making an impact. The secret to a life well lived is one anothering one another. But guys, we love a challenge, right? We love a challenge. So here's our challenge. Today I have a little gift for you. It's a a bottle of dad's root beer. These are actually in honor of Joe Tangi, who had these at his memorial service just this past week. And as we talked about his life and shared about the legacy that he is passing on from generation to generation, how Brian knows how to live and love his wife better because of the example that Joe set, and how how from there it continues on to Daniel, who's watching not only his grandfather, but also his father. This is a reminder to us and it's a gift. The gift is you get to drink the root beer and it's really good. But I encourage you to take this bottle and set it somewhere where you'll see it. It's got that word dad right on the front of it. And especially once you've already drank it, it's going to sit there empty. What I'd ask you to do is start praying. Pray, Jesus, would you put someone in my life that I can pour into? just the way that this was poured out. Would you put someone in my life that I can pour into? And every time you see that bottle of root beer, let it be a visible reminder. Not asking you to change the course of history. I'm asking you to pray. But the reality is, if it weren't for men like Joe Ganahl in my life, I don't know where I would be. And I bet you that you could think back to your Joe Ganals or your Joe Tangies and say, who is it in my life that if they weren't there, I don't know where I would be. And use this as a reminder. Say, Jesus, I believe you're going to put someone in my path. And as I walk my relationship with Jesus and invest in them, as I individually am members of one another, you never know what seeds could be planted that can change the course of a generation. And so would you pray? And we're going to lift up this bottle as a a representative of all the bottles out there that as you go and take one of these today, Lord Jesus, God, would you help us to be reminded as we see this bottle that there's someone out there. It doesn't have to be a shocking amount of people. It can be just one. That no matter what age or stage of life I'm in right now, there's someone who's coming after me. There's someone who's coming up next, who's stepping into that stage of life that that maybe I learned a thing or two when I went through it. And I can invest in their life. So Jesus, may this be intentional. 
And God, just as you turned your heart to your Father, may we see the Father's heart rest in us so that we not just go through this life focused on our own needs, our own wants, our own boats. We recognize that we are a body that is meant to build up and represent you. And so Jesus, would you allow the Father's heart to captivate us? And we just pray this simple prayer. Maybe it's only one person, but would you lay one person on our hearts that we could just reach out to. Let them know we care. Let them know we see things in them that maybe they don't see in themselves. And begin to mentor that person. If by nothing else, saying, follow me as I follow Christ. Jesus, this is our prayer today on this Father's Day. And we are thankful for each person in this room who is a dad or a spiritual parent of any kind. God, thank you for those willing to pour out their lives because it truly does change the course of history. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the Altitude Church Message of the Week. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard today, be sure to leave us a review. That one thing makes it easier for more people like you to find our podcast. Thanks again for listening today.